Charlie, you're, 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 you're very in demand. I mean, clearly, I had to book this weeks in advance. Um, yes, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. Um, it started in March last year because I'd been told six years ago that this was going to happen. And then I was. Oh, told, really? Then I was told two years ago they were nearly there because they had Trump in power. Um, and then I was told in November of 2019 they were ready to do it in 2020. And what they were referring to was collapsing the world's economy for a global financial reset. Um, right. And this came directly from a, a US ambassador that I know very, very well. And I've known for 20 years. And um, to them, it was just like, a, it was almost like a game that we're going to shut down the world's economy for a financial reset. I was completely oblivious at that time that there were two resets in play. And it was only really... Um, luck more than judgment and probably god's guidance that i actually land up on the right side on the decent reset and not the not the dirty reset um but it wasn't until march when i march and april when i got back in contact with him and i said so you've used a virus to shut down the world's economy and he just burst out laughing he's gone yeah you wouldn't believe how easy it was um and i was like wow and so i my videos were starting out i do a 10 kilometer walk most mornings and I was holding my phone and telling people, don't panic, don't panic, this virus is a load of rubbish. It's been done purely for a financial reset. This was in March last year. It's all been shut down for a global financial reset. And I went from 37 subscribers to about 100 in a week. And then I went to 1,000 in two weeks. Uh, and then, then Lee Hemington contacted me and said, I just love your message. I love what you're saying. Because he said, what you're saying makes sense. He said, would you mind if I promoted you? He said, because I had a business promoting companies online and it's just died during this uh, during this collapse. And I said, yeah, go on then. And we just did it. We didn't do it for money. We did it for getting the truth out there. And um, we went from 1,000 to 10,000 the following week um, just by telling the truth and what was happening. And I was told then in, in March, April time, I said, uh, the ambassador said, right, we're going to use a virus first, then a vaccine, then 5G, then riots, and then an alien invasion. He said, it's all, it's all mapped out, it's all planned out to collapse the world's economy. And this is all a distraction, this is all a smokescreen, so we can reset the world's economy and, and change the banking system. Now, for the last four years, I've been working on the quantum financial system. Um, so I know, and, and but I'm under an NDA, so I can't talk about a lot about it. All I can say is I'm involved with moving precious metals around the world to back up the currencies. That's all I can say. The rest of it okay. is uh, I've been working on for four years. I've, I've been moving currency around the world for the last 20 years for governments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which I can talk about, um, which gave me an, an insight into what was going on. And uh, um, I've moved billions and billions and billions of dollars around the world in cash on private jets. And I've written in my, my, my book of, about that where... Before I met my wife 10 years ago, my private jets were full of cocaine, champagne and hookers. And that was great fun moving money around. Nowadays, I've got diplomats and bodyguards and it's pretty damn boring. Um, it's not quite the same, but the information, you, uh, James, you'll understand that very often when I'm talking to these guys, it's not sort of they just willingly give you information, you're just chatting for six hours on a private jet about loads and loads and loads and loads of things. And then suddenly you think, you think back and go, God, that was valuable. 
at the time it was just a conversation shutting down the world's economy when he told me six years ago when we were on a flight from africa into dubai um from accra in ghana he just said to me we're going to shut down the world's economy and i was just like yeah whatever <laughs> of course you are and it was just a joke and then two years ago charlie we're, we're nearly there now we've got trump in power then no november the critical thing was we've got the uk out of the eu so we're ready to go that was a critical point we've got the uk out of the eu so we're now ready so that was critical what you mean are you, are you saying charlie that the black hats let's call them that wanted to get britain out of the eu in order to further this great reset I don't know if it was the black hats or the white hats, but they needed the UK away from the Nazi states of Europe, as he referred to it, before we collapsed the EU. That was his word. Oh, I see. Because they, they referred. Which, Charlie, to but, but uh, this is this is all this is all desperately interesting to me. Um, but I can imagine that some of my my listeners are just going to be going, well, like, who the hell is this guy, number one? What's his background? Why? Because you seem, you seem very level-headed and straight-talking. I mean, a bit like, a bit like I started watching Simon Parr videos recently, and he comes across as very plausible. But, but I've met loads and loads of con men in my time. And one of the defining characteristics they all have in common is that they're all incredibly plausible because otherwise they wouldn't be successful con men. So just, just tell me a bit, a bit, a bit about you, about what, what your background is and how you got to this point. Um, I retired from mainstream work. Um, I've documented everything in my life story book, in my autobiography, which is out now. Um, I, my foundations were that I was born in a religious cult called Plymouth Brethren. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had an arranged marriage at 18. I had three children by the age of 23. I left the religious sect uh, in, when I was 23. And my parents completely disowned me for doing that. Um, and I regard now in hindsight that from the age of 23 to 25, I went from a sort of through a period of my life where I was completely lost and in the wilderness. Um, I didn't know what was true and what was lies. So I, that's where I, when I was 23 is when I understood that I, what I'd been educated, what I'd been taught was not, not accurate. I'd been born and brought up to believe the end of the world was coming by the year, uh, before the year 20, uh, 2000. And of course, when right. it didn't happen, that, that, that uh, changed a lot of my thought process. And there was a lot of things. But I, was, I imagine. I imagine that. I imagine they doubled, didn't they, with their predictions? They, they, they well, you know, it's still going to happen, but worse yeah, next time. Exactly. Exactly. There was always this living in fear of uh, the end of the world coming. Um, you didn't need to concentrate at school. Um, you didn't, you know, even stupid things like going to the cheapest dentist because you didn't need to worry about your teeth because the end of the world was coming, and all these sort of things. And then I went on a journey, and you'd probably understand this, that I got myself into trouble when I was 24 and landed up going to prison. And I got myself in trouble by not paying maintenance to my ex-wife because the, the child support agency came after me. Um, and I, I, I didn't know what was going on in the world. I had no moral compass. I had no, I had no sense of responsibility to my children and my wife because 
I just I was I was rebellious at that stage against a system that had corrupted my thought process. And I was all over the place. And I went to prison in Exeter for three months for not paying maintenance. And that made me very angry inside as a person. And I connected with the wrong people when I was inside. And I land up going back into Exeter prison six months later because I was working with people inside there to print credit cards and 20 pound notes. It's all documented. And I was, I was a complete lost soul. I didn't know what was right and I didn't know what was wrong. And it took me probably 10 years of complete loneliness where I didn't connect with anybody because I was trying to establish truth. And that um, stood me in very good stead for right now because I know what it's like to be completely lost and being brainwashed um, into stuff. And we're, we're all programmed. It doesn't matter what way you look at it. We're programmed. You just hope that the programming is accurate. And I've focused a lot of my uh, my videos on trusting our own intuition and i've always said on my journey if you believe in god ask god if you believe in allah ask allah and if you don't believe in either ask your mother or your grandmother to reset your moral compass so that you can trust your intuition you don't have to believe me my the title of my book is i'm just charlie my journey is i'm not the messiah i'm just charlie this is the research i've done this is what i've found i suggest yep. you go and find out for yourself the truth don't you don't have to believe me um, and this is where I think instead of preaching at people saying, this is the way, this is the truth, this is the light. No, this is what I've found for myself. Why don't you go and find out for yourself? And a lot of people sadly don't have the time or the inclination. And my daughter's one of those who doesn't believe a word that I say. But she's got three jobs um, and she's literally comes home at night, has her food, goes to bed, gets up in the morning, starts all over again, you know, become a slave to the system. And doesn't have the time to do the research that I'm blessed to be able to do. And it's been one hell of a journey. I knew, I said this right at the start, I had the four corner pieces of the puzzle. I knew that this was a stitch up. I knew it was to, to, for a global financial reset. I had no idea about what route they were going to take to do it. I had no, no, no comprehension of it. I've had, to, I've had to do hours and hours and hours. I've done over 5,000 hours of research. Now, you'd know this because I know you've written a number of books and I know that you write articles in a number of papers. And I have a lot of respect for, for honourable journal, journalism. I have a lot of disdain for people who've ignored so much factual information to do with what's going on right now and just turned their back on it. Um, I love honest journalists who are prepare, prepared to go and find the truth out. I've met a lot of journalists in Syria who are setting up scenes to film for television, which are completely fictitious. That makes me yeah. angry. Um, yeah. And yet there, I know, you know, Jill Dando, classic case of a woman trying to find the truth out about the paedophilia in the BBC, ended up losing her life over it. That's incredibly sad. But everybody should, there should be other journalists going out there and saying, the problem is, is you know that if you, if you start tapping that door, somebody's going to come around and shoot you. That's the problem. It's a very, yeah. it's a very evil world that we live in. Um, but I'm 60 years old. I lost my firstborn son 11 years ago in a car accident, and I've lost my fear of death because when I got threatened by certain people about what I was saying, I said, "That's fine. You can come around and kill me. That's fine. I can go and be with my son." Mm. And that scared the shit out of them because they're not. They're used to people being scared of death. I'm not. So the threats I've had. Um, and I've had plenty to shut me up mm -hmm. um, from the secret services in the UK, MI5 and MI6, and they know exactly who they are.
uh, one of which I know personally, and he's really, really pissed off with me because he can't, he can't break me down because I said, uh, he said, I need to get psychiatric help. And I said, um, I, don't, I don't think I need psychiatric health help when I'm delivering the truth. And I said, if you find anything that I say that is slightly inaccurate, I welcome, I welcome your information as long as it's based on fact that I can verify as well. And with all my information, I can point you to a place to find the facts to back it up. So just fast forward a bit to, to when you were starting shipping these, this currency around the world. Um, how did, what, was, what, was the, what was your job exactly? How, how does that work? Well, uh, I was in the hotel and um, holiday business for most of my life. So I used to change people's money when they're on holiday. That's where it started. And it grew, when I retired, right. people asked me to move money. I had a lot of people in Spain uh, where I live who would say, I've got a lot of cash here that a lot of people don't trust the banking system. You'd be amazed how many people don't. And they said, look, I want to buy this. And how can I do it? And I said, fine, if you give me the cash, I can put it into the bank for you because I'm, I'm different to most people. I can actually bank large amounts of cash, which most people can't. Right. Um, but I know how to do it. And I know how to do a declaration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all a paper trail to, to satisfy people. As long as you can provide proof mm -hmm. of funds, history of funds and source of funds and do it correctly, there's, there's no, no issue. But people just don't know where to start. Right. Um, and that's what I'm very, very good at. And there's, there's also, uh, there's been many, many occasions where, for an example, a, a government wants to deliver a number of uh, and a certain amount of US dollars. So first things first, I have to get clearance from the Federal Reserve because the currency belongs to America, even though it's coming from Africa. It's yeah. a US dollar, so I have to get their consent to move it. And then when I move it, the government will provide the documentation for the receiving government to, to receive it. But it's done, it's done outside of the banking. Uh, now I know exactly why because they don't want it to, to leave a paper trail as such. Uh, they, they work together between governments. And they don't want it going through the central bank. Um, and I, I, I showed a video yesterday. Somebody sent me um, a picture of, I think, about 500 million in cash. And it's all in UN, UN aid boxes. So it's the United Nation aid. That's what it was for. Um, but politicians have stolen that money. Mm -hmm. and they want to put into the bank and they want the account set up offshore and the money to go into there. Now, from my point of view, if it's, if it's aid money from the Red Cross, UNICEF or United Nations, then I'll turn, I'll turn my back on it and I won't touch it. Yeah. If, it if it's come from a government and I've got a government documentation to back it up, so it's gone through the, the, the receiving government, then there's enough paper trail there for me to be able to justify moving it to another government. For what it's not my business what the money's for as yeah. long as the sending government and the receiving government are, are happy with it uh which they always are because it's an agreement done behind closed doors and then i'll i'll get them i'll get the payment paid up front for the private jet that they'll sort out their own customs clearance on departure and i'm always responsible for arrival because we used to land it in dubai and i know the head of customs i know the head of cid and before we even take off, I've cleared all the paperwork that I'm bringing in money and they scan every single pallet that comes in to make sure there's no drugs, no weapons, no alcohol. But the alcohol one's interesting because you'd expect drugs and uh, weapons, but alcohol, they're very strict on in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah.
So, um, gosh, there are so many, there are so many different rabbit holes one could go down here. Can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Where are you on, on Trump at the moment? Do you think he's going to, has he got a plan? And are we going to see no. something soon? Donald Trump has very, very clearly got a plan. Um, but it's not about the identity politics will tell you it's between Trump and Biden. You pull back from that and it's not. It's between the USA and the CCP. And you pull mm -hmm. back from that and it's between God and Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. God, for some reason, has chosen Trump to be his wingman, if you like. His to get vessel. Through, yeah, to get us through this, through this process. And this is why I've been so peaceful on this journey. I've heard a lot of factual stuff. But one thing I've done is connect with my inside and ask God to guide me on whether it's truthful or not. And also asked him to guide me on how I deliver the message. Um, and that's why I'm probably very, very peaceful about what's going on. That I know that this is, a, this is a, an awakening. We're going through a great awakening. I was involved in the, the financial side of the quantum financial system. So moving, moving gold and precious metals around the world to back up the currencies around the world, because that's the world we're moving away from the old SWIFT system, the old fiat currency backed mm -hmm. by nothing, fresh air, yep. into a gold-backed currency, a digital system. There will still be cash, there will still be notes, um, but the banking system will be done digitally on a blockchain technology, quantum, quantum technology, um, to provide clarity, and security so yes. it'll be very very clear to see where the money's going from where it's come from and it will have a digital id with it on its whole journey so as an example and we were talking about this yesterday if you're trans if i'm buying a house from you james and um the you've got your title deed that on a on a token if you like on the quantum system and you've built an extension the extension adds on to the token and then I've got the money and the money literally get, it goes into a, like a pocket, if you like. Um, there, that Like well, escrow, is it? It's, it's similar to an escrow, but it's far, it's far better than that because there's a trillion frames a second on the quantum system. And every transaction gets its own identity and pocket, a little pouch, if you like. And once your title is in there and my money's in there and it val it, they match yeah. and they swap over. So I get the title and you get the money. Um, it's a very, yes. very, it's a beautiful system with complete clarity and it does, does away with so many people's jobs because yes, it's so clean. I can see that. It's so clean and clear. So that's the world we're moving into and that's what I've been involved in. But my journey has, has taken me down many, many rabbit holes to see what's happening. Um, I'm now in regular contact with people that are part of uh, the legal team around Trump and they're very, very relaxed and very, very calm. What we're going through right now is pantomime. The hard work has been done. The war has been won, but it's now part of waking people up to what's happened. Because of what happened in the past, with the fact that John F. Kennedy was killed when they tried to change into this system, and then obviously on September the 11th was the second time they tried to move into this new financial system, which is fondly known as Nasara or Jasara, Nasara being in America, Jasara being uh, for the rest of the world. And, for anybody, they can Google that. They can read it for themselves. They can understand it themselves. There's now plenty of information out there. But I spoke to somebody again this morning who had never even heard of the world Nasara. And I was like, okay, that's that's fine. But now you okay. can do, some, do, some, do your own research into it and establish 
your own view on it rather than me tell you what Nasara is all about because I've done 20 or 30 videos about Nasara and Jasara. Um, and I found it a lot better for people to, because to, it's simple to research. Um, and then the, a lot of people go, wow, that, that, that can't happen. But they, they forget the fact that we've been enslaved to debt for all of our lives. Yes, just wet my appetite. They all rather wet the appetite appetite of of of, of my my viewers. I, I think probably I I've heard of Nisara Jasara, um, but I think a lot of people haven't. This is a lot of you know a lot of my you've you've followed my career to a degree. You yes. know that I started out very much in the mainstream. I was, I had a job at the Telegraph. I started off on the Telegraph when it, when I consider it to be a, to have been a proper newspaper. I had a column on the Spectator. Um, and I remember in the comments below, there are lots of people um, sort of pouring scorn on me as being kind of establishment and, and, and like, you just don't know. I mean, for example, not so long ago, I was endorsing Boris Johnson. I was thinking he was the only way we were going to get Brexit. And that was my preoccupation. It's only in the last really 12 months that I really started disappearing down the rabbit hole. And a lot of my my former journalistic confrere are now looking at me thinking, I know they are. What's happened to James Dellingpole? You know, he used to be a stand-up regular guy writing about sensible things. And now he's bloody weird. And so I've got both audiences. I've got the sort of the, the people who, who like what, the direction I'm going in. And people are going, James, what's happened to you? So for the benefit of those James, what happened to you people, just give me a, just give me a, a, a brief kind of back of a fag packet thing on Nisara Jasara. Very, very simply, for anybody that wants to start the journey, I always start it with the UK and most of the world, if not all of the world, are currently under a law of the sea. Whether you want to call it maritime law, admiralty law, civil law, um, it was a law that was created so that, and you, without going into detail, watch the, the movie Straw Man, you'll see that we're all classed as commodities. And when we were born, we were certified lost at sea, and a, a, a fake birth certificate was created, or a birth certificate was created as a corporation. That's why your name is written in capital letters on your birth certificate. It's highly unlikely you'll ever, ever see your birth certificate. You'll see a copy of it. If you actually get your birth certificate, if you actually manage to and turn it over on the back, you'll be gobsmacked to see stamps from all over the world where you have been traded as a corporation. And when people wake up to the fact that you're not actually a living soul, but you're a corporation, especially if you've gone through your life flat broke and the fact that they've used your name and title for millions of pounds worth of trades, um, it'll make you pretty angry. So that's the first place to start. Donald Trump wants to take us away from the law of the seas, maritime law, admiralty law, back to common law. Common law is very, very simple. I don't hurt you. You don't hurt me. I don't steal from you. You don't steal from me. I don't kill you. You don't kill me. That's the fundamentals of common law. That's the law of God, the law of the land. And that has the highest standing in law and what what your what the the world is under right now is under in the uk maritime law so that wasn't the security services that was in fact your electrician who might be working for the the um, yes. security services yeah no we're i'm building a studio downstairs so uh 
they're, they're, I've got all the builders in the moment. So going back to um, Nasara, yeah, mm. and the law of the seas. Um, when you get into common law, uh, sorry, yeah, common law in the UK, you become a living being um, over against being a commodity. And a lot of people are completely unaware of this. Um, that the the, um, the the law of the seas is by consent. So if the public don't consent, the police, and this is where some people don't understand when a policeman will ask you, do you understand? It means, do you stand under me? So if you, you have to consent to them. So that's why the police in England say, do you understand? Because mm. um, they, they need your consent. And it's a play on words. Mm. Um, so that's the basics of the start of Nasara. Now, the bits that everybody loves about Nasara and Jasara mm. is, the, is the fact that it, um, it takes us from a world of enslavement to debt. Because the whole idea that we have mortgages, which if you know what the word mortgage means, it's death pledge. The uh, translation of mortgage is death pledge. Yeah. And they've, they've got you tied into them. And if James and I had thought of it first, it's the biggest scam in history that they can just print money and, and give it to you, uh, but they want it back. Not only do they want their money back, but they want it back with interest and tax. And that's just enslavement to debt. And you go, well, I, I just accept that because that's how it is. No, no, mm. that's not how it should be. It's not how it should be. And Donald Trump is taking us away from this world of enslavement of debt mm. into a world into God's world, which is about humanity. And this might be a, a bit much for some people to understand, but we're coming out of darkness into light. Yeah. God created the world, and he, doesn't, he didn't want us to be enslaved. That's not what he wanted. That wasn't his plan. That's Satan's or Lucifer's plan to enslave the world. And we've been enslaved all of our, all of our lives. When did, when did the rot, rot set in? When did when did we, we become subject to this maritime law? Because presumably there was a time when we, we weren't. That's correct. The fundamentals are it goes back many, 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 many years. And it's very difficult to work out exactly when the transition was. And I think most of the people, if you do your research now, you can find out that the people that controlled it, most people think it was the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and the George Soros as well. They're basically just puppets. They go back. It goes back to the Phoenician families, and uh, I think there's 13 Phoenician families, and that's when Donald Trump made mention. I think it was in April or May that he'd taken the head off the beast, and that's when he'd actually arrested the Phoenician families, the 13 Phoenician families, out of Venice, and this is why Italy was hit very hard early on, so they could take down the Phoenician families in the Vatican. That was taken out in April, May time. And that was one of the three pillars that was needed taking down. So that the, the Italian part was the Vatican and the Phoenician families, the money people, if you like. The wealthiest of the, of the Phoenician families is the Pacers, which is the interpretation of the word paymaster. And their net worth was seized was 34 quadrillion, to give you an idea of their wealth. But th so... Oh, this is this is so esoteric that people are just going to be going, whoa, I so you're saying that there were actual arrests of people that presumably have we even heard of these people? 
Do no. we? I mean, do we know their names? No. Well, you know, the, the only one that I know the name of is is the Paysers, which is the paymaster, the top family. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thirteen Phoenician Phoenician families are the people who've controlled the world for hundreds of years, if not going back thousands of years, but certainly hundreds of years. They've controlled everything. And they've had the they've had their front people, which is the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the um, Bilderbergs, etc. That's the face of it, if you like, that we could that we can see. And for those people that don't even know about them, the front of them is the, is the Soros's, the Gates, the the Zuckerbergs of the world. They're the, they're the, what people can connect to um, hmm. as as to the the people who control the world. And in the old days, we used to refer to them as the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump has tried to put things in a language we can understand. So he's referred to them as the deep state, like he did with um, um, propaganda. Most people didn't know what the word propaganda meant. So he just changed it to fake news so that the normal people can understand what he's talking about. He's very, very mm-hmm. good at making people understand the truth rather than lovely words that nobody's got a clue what it means. Yes. So they were taken out at the start. So the, you had the Vatican uh, that was emptied. When I say emptied, the cash, the gold, and moreover, the documentation was taken out of that in April, May of this year, of last year. And that's all now under American control and has been moved away from Italy. The Phoenician families were all arrested then. The second phase was to take control of the Federal Reserve. Most people in America thought the Federal Reserve was owned by the government. It wasn't. It was a private company owned by the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. But what he did was back that into the Federal Reserve, uh, into the Treasury, sorry. Um, and he's, he moved in Judy Shelton in line because she, she's very much at the front of the gold standard. And he wanted her to be in control of that, and that will come. This is all process at the moment, all in process. The third part is the City of London. What people don't realize is that these are all, the Vatican is Vatican City. Mm-hmm. Washington is Washington, D.C., which stands for District of Columbia. It's not, a, it's not part of the United States. And then you've got the City of London, which is not part of the United Kingdom. It's a separate entity. Mm-hmm. So the City of London and the uh, British royal family, that's why the Queen is no longer in Buckingham Palace. And, of course, the mainstream media will say, oh, no, 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 we're, we're decorating uh, you're not decorating at all, I can assure you. You've been taken out of Buckingham Palace. And for those people who want a little poke up the backside to make them realise that what I'm telling you is the truth, Donald Trump is the first person in history to walk in front of the Queen, which is co- completely against the protocol, which mm. is basically saying to the world, I'm in control now, you're not, for anybody mm. who understands what's going on. She was removed from Buckingham Palace and she will never be going back there. That see, yeah, that kind of dog get away. That, that that's the kind of statement that people are going to be going. Yeah, this guy is crazy. Um, yeah, you can take me as crazy. You can. T- I have no problem yeah. with that. Take me as crazy, mm. but then tell me why she's not been back there, and tell me why why have she's told her family it would be wise to get other properties. Um, there's the, you know you have to look into the deeper thing. Also, the other thing, I, I laughed my head off at the Christmas speech because anybody who's got any sight of insight knows that that was a CGI, and that's why Channel 4 put out a spoof one a week before to distract the mind. It's called programming. The stupid one, oh, I'm happy to see the real one. 
the real one, if you look at it with a cynical eye, was nothing more than CGI. That wasn't a real video. That wasn't her in real life. I personally, and this is a Charlie thought, I personally don't think she's with us anymore. And I don't think Prince Philip is. That's my personal thought. I, I personally think that everything that's put out at the moment is either CGI or body doubles or something, but it's not the real person. The other thing with Prince Charles is, whether it's a body double or whatever, I don't know, but it doesn't even look close to the real thing. The biggest feature that Prince Charles has is big ears, and the ears they've got are completely wrong. I mean, you couldn't make it up. But no, programmed, it's definitely him. I looked at him and I was like, do people really believe that's him? Because that looks nothing like him. And the yeah. one of the Queen at uh, her Christmas speech, I was like, wow, you must have had some hydroxychloroquine or some Re Regeneron because you look 20 years younger. You don't look in your 90s, girl. You look in your 70s. What's happened? So, Charlie, a, a, a lot of this stuff would very much fit into the category of beyond huge, if true. It would be like so enormous that most people's, mind, my mind included, minds would be absolutely blown so right. how can so how on earth because people people are going to be say saying this is just like david ike craziness yeah uh tinfoil hat whatever yep. how do we anchor this what, what 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 can you show me to convince me that this is real well first of all let's start at the beginning who who's currently in buckingham palace i don't know Exactly. I mean, exactly. Nobody. I mean, I wasn't even aware that the Queen wasn't there. To be honest, I just, she, I, I just think she's she's old and she's got her own routine and she's probably going to be in wherever. Well, when I started, when I when I first heard this, James, mm -hmm. I was very much of the same view as you. It sounds completely ludicrous. Mm -hmm. So I started to do some research with people I know who work in the secret services in the UK. Mm -hmm. This is when I started to ask questions and they, I, I was poking a bear that I shouldn't be poking. And they came back to me with, oh, she's gone to Balmoral. Um, and very easy thing to say, um, but it, you don't, it doesn't take two minutes for me to find, um, I have some very, very good contacts. And the first place I contacted was the stables at Balmoral. Now, everybody who knows anything about the Queen knows that she loves horses more than she loves humans. Mm. And the stable hands hadn't seen her. So I knew I was up against a lie. I didn't have to go through the official office. I didn't have to go through the, uh, the, the mainstream. I just simply had somebody contact who's in the horse world, in that part of the world, contact another stable hand and said, um, uh, is the queen up with you? And of course they went, no, I haven't seen her for ages. And the mm. first thing she does, and I know this factually, Whenever she goes anywhere, because I've worked with the, with Sheikh Mohammed in, in the Middle East, when he comes to London, the first thing he does is goes with her to see the horses, her horses. That's okay. the first thing they do, because they both love horses. Um, so if she went to Balmoral, there's absolutely no way that she would go there and not go and see the horses. The, the, okay, so, so the, the, queen, the queen thing seems to be... Yeah, okay, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, a tiny part of this, but I tell you what, what interests uh, you can help me. I mean, I think you, what, what you're saying sounds absolutely crazy, but at the same time, something has really, really, really puzzled me more than I've ever been puzzled in my entire journalistic career. And that is this. 
I have never ever before seen a a story or a, um, seen yeah a story which has been so utterly misrepresented in the media as the story of the Donald Trump the uh, uh, the most recent presidential election mm-hmm. and the thing that really struck me was that even well in the run up the coverage throughout the the conservative media was incredibly negative towards Trump. In fact, it was negative from the start of his presidency. I remember being um, a a sort of at a premium in that people were ringing around trying to find people who were fans of Donald Trump to speak in various debates to represent the pro-Trump side because we were so few and far between. We were rare as hen's teeth. And that was odd because I thought, well, hang on a second. There is, a, there is a gap between an enormous gulf. The version of Donald Trump that I see presented on a regular basis in the media and the really quite impressive president that I see. And I couldn't understand it. And this has increased since, you know, within, uh, even though the election was disputed from, you know, from the, from the middle of the night onwards when, when, the, when the vote started changing, the media and the political class unanimously declared that this was a this was a Biden victory, and and Boris Johnson was one of the first to offer his congratulations and so on. And this I don't understand. I, I'm I'm guessing I don't want to want to put words into your mouth, but I'm guessing that this massive global globalist, if you like, this the deep state. Um, was acting in concert to destroy Donald Trump and his reputation because it knows that he is the kind of, uh, he is, he's his enemy and he's going to destroy it. Is that, is that roughly where, where we are? That's smack on the money. Donald Trump will take down the deep state, the cabal. He'll, he'll take down corporate America. He already has and re- restore the Republic. Um, and he's, you have to understand that the mainstream media is only owned by six people worldwide. And they've, they've all realised that their days are up. And he, uh, the team around him have assured me that mainstream media will be the last people to be taken down. And he's just letting them expose themselves and show their hand. What happened, what's happening over the, over the last few days is the draining, the last bits of the draining of the swamp, whether it be military leaders or what have you, or Republicans. Um, it, it was made very clear to me, which I didn't believe at the start, that when he drains the swamp, 95% of Congress and the houses in, in America um, will, will be gone. And that wouldn't at all surprise me with the British government either, that uh, when you yes. drain the swamp, uh, 95%, if not more. And I've often thought when I've had roundtable discussions regarding the new structure in the United Kingdom under Nasara, as to how many people you'd actually need in politics. At the moment, you've got 600 and whatever, 50 members of parliament the reality mm-hmm. is you probably need 30 or 40 at the most. The House of Lords doesn't need to exist. You need a dozen good lawmakers. And I think the way the structure will go is they'll move away from London, probably near Northamptonshire, somewhere in the Midlands, um, and control it that way. And each county in the United Kingdom, each state in America, will have a representative, and hopefully you won't choose it from a political um, swamp, but from... You've got so many talented men and women in England that have run businesses that could run a county for fun and actually care for the people 
rather than this obsession of working for the deep state, because it's all funded by big um, by big tech and big pharma. I mean, the corruption in those levels is off the scale, um, and it comes it comes into where where the money is. Follow the money, and if you've got money, bribery and corruption, they've they've wheedled their way in, and they've controlled everyone by money. I had a wonderful interview um, two weeks ago um, with Jennifer Arcuri, who was very close. old squeeze. And I've got an hour and a half video with all the truth in there, with everything in there. She's been offered three million pounds for that story. And she won't give it to them because she knows that they won't deliver it accurately. And I told her I'll put it out unedited when she's ready. Um, but at the moment, we've stored it. Um, and it's the, the evidence in there about many, many politicians is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and it will cause absolute tidal waves throughout Parliament um, with the information that she's given me. And I've verified a lot of it, and I know it to be accurate. I had very, very close connections many, many years ago when I was working with the British government or working with Michael Howard, who was Home Secretary at the time, and Michael Forsyth was the governor, for, uh, the minister for prisons when Derek Lewis was the director general when I was doing the security of prisons in the UK. So I know how the inner workings of uh, Parliament work and how and I'm sure you've been in the Houses of Parliament and the bars and what have yes. you. And uh, it, it has a very unique feel. Let's put it that way. But let's, let's just take a, a, a step back for a moment. I mean, lots of my university contemporaries have become MPs. Um, including two of them have become prime minister. Um, and the friends that went into politics, I imagine, were motivated by, by high principle. They wanted to make the world a better place. They wanted to, you know, they, they wanted to make a difference. Um, and I've seen them become corrupted by the system or whatever. But, but what, I suppose what I'm saying is, did Boris Johnson really set out to become the creature he, he is today? Um, did, you know, Matt Hancock, he's, he's become a tyrant. But so what happens? What, how do you explain this? Um, it's the swamp. When you're in the swamp, you become contaminated. It doesn't matter how good right. your wetsuit is. Um, you become contaminated by the surroundings that you're in. Um, some I've, I've likened it in life. Um, you have to see what's inside you to start with, because I've often said it's the same boiling water that hardens an egg that softens a potato. It's what's inside you that counts. And some of these people, you have to question in the, what's inside them from day one. Are they in it for themselves? One of the biggest things I've noticed is the amount of flip flopping with, especially in America with senators. And yeah. you see it in England. And I look back in my life at British politicians. I don't have to agree with them. But Tony Benn stood up for what he believed in. Everyone hated him for doing that. Mm. And I was one person that I looked at him. I was on the conservative side, but I looked at him and I fell in love with the man because he stood up for what he believed in. And so many people just don't do that. They capitulate yeah. far too easy. 
and you see them go in with all good intentions. I want to change the world and I want to do the right thing. And then suddenly they change and it comes down to whether big farmers got hold of them, whether it's big tech that's got hold of them, somebody's got hold of them and it's all yeah. too easy. Um, and one of the biggest reasons I think James is, is that our politicians are grossly underpaid and they're far too easy to bribe. Far too easy. You know, mm -hmm. with respect, you you could offer them half a million quid and they'll jump on your ship all day long um, because their salaries are so poor. If you're going to be running a country, um, it's, a, it's a major job. Or unless you're like Trump, that you get a businessman that runs it, doesn't need to be paid. Even better, because then you can't be bribed. That's for the biggest yes. challenge. Yes. And there's plenty of so, businessmen in, and women in England that would do it for nothing and could do a 10 times better job. And that takes the bribery out of it. Now, unlike a lot, in fact, unlike pretty much every journalist in the UK at the moment, um, I'm not really preoccupied with what's going on in my own country, uh, even though I can see that the whole COVID craziness is just extraordinary um we, we can go into why i think it's why i think it's so corrupt and wrong in, in a moment but um the reason i'm i'm focused on on america and what's happening in america is that i see trump um as the magic bullet mm -hmm. um and from my researches down the rabbit hole this is this is what i've gathered that correct me if i'm i'm wrong on any of this but um the senior generals were so appalled by the direction that Obama was taking America in that they were considering having some kind of coup and that Donald Trump persuaded them, no, I will be your, your, your point man. I will go in there and I will make it right. And they, so, so, the senior military had his back. Although there are bits that don't fit into this, this theory. For example, look at, look at some of Trump's picks in his first administration, Mad Dog Mattis. You know, the, 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 there are lots of senior generals who are part of the military industrial complex who don't like Trump because he's against wars. He, 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 uh, and they want wars. They need wars because that's where their defense contracts come in, their backhanders and so on. Um, so that sort of that sort of slightly worries me. You know how how many generals actually are on on his side? But the, just just continuing with with what I think has happened, that he went in with a two term plan, and the first term was spent largely fighting off um, the the first impeachment and the RussiaGate scandal, which was completely fake news, as he was he would put it, and in which. MI6 was involved. The, 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 the whole thing about prostitutes, your age was, was, was uh, but that his first presidency, although the conventional version of events is there was Donald Trump doing his things like, um, you know, dealing with Rocket Man in, in North Korea and, and just do, doing sort of normal presidential things, um, that really his main task was draining the swamp mm -hmm. um and and that this is this is what he, this is his ultimate game plan is that right that's correct 
That's absolutely correct. And one thing that a lot of people have overlooked is that the Corporation of the United States of America was dissolved in June 2019, as was the Corporation of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. The corporations were all dissolved. So the Where? Re- by, by whom? How? In Companies House in London. They were all formed in, they were all closed down in London in Companies House. You can go onto the Companies House and find all of the details of the corporations that were all dissolved in June 2019. It's all there. Right. So it's all, you can, you can go through it all there. And it was very cleverly set up. There were shelves set up in shelves, set up in shelves. And it doesn't take too long to uncover it all as to how okay. the corporation was set up. So the reality... Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. If all this amazing shit has been going on... Yeah. Um, like, for example, the arrest of the, the head of Phoenician for whatever. What about this? Sorry? Why, why, is the, I mean, why isn't this being written out or been out there? Well, they're desperate to stop the news coming out. The mainstream media know what's going on, and they're, they're, they're the top boys, not the journalists, a lot of the journalists aren't, but they haven't been digging because they've been told not to dig. And I've what, seen, So the proprietors we're talking about? The proprietors have uh, told them not to go down this line, so it's filtered down. And um, I've spoken to two people who've been told specifically to keep away from that subject, not even to go there. They've been told not to investigate. Um, So it's it's coming top down. Don't get involved in this. Don't look into this. Um, So this was all done. This has all been manufactured for the financial reset. And the other thing that's very interesting in London is, is that the Bank of England was shut down when they were transitioning the old system to the new system for two or three weeks. Nobody mentioned, you, you'd have thought some journalists would have picked up on the fact the Bank of England was shut. Not one journalist picked up on it. And I was, I was putting it out there and I had people contact the Bank of England and go down there and, and confirm that it was closed. So can I ask you, because, um, I think a lot of us are, I mean, every, every night I go to bed now, I've got a knot in my stomach. I've got acid. I, I think, you know, there's at least 74 million voters in America who are feeling this way. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of people in the UK and, and, and the rest of the free-ish world who are, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, you don't see them represented in the mainstream media, but behind the scenes, they're all praying and pinning their faith on, on that the Trump's got their back and that, and that they, they understand that this is, this is the way forward. Are you saying that we can just trust God and trust Trump, um, that, that we needn't be eaten up with worry? Is it, it, you know, because I mean, the other side are quite cunning. And <laughs> They're very, very cunning. Um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't put it just trust God. I think it's very important to trust God and to trust Trump uh, to do God's work. I think that's very, very important. I think we've got away from that. Our moral compass has been out of sync. Um, I think I don't think you've got anything to worry about. I think the ma- mainstream media and the governments are trying to create fear because the research that I've done shows very, very clearly, and this is something that your viewers can research, 
that coronavirus COVID-19 was patented in 2018 at the Purbright Institute in Surrey. For anybody that wants to do any research, you'll find out the word Purbright is the middle name of uh, Rothschild. So it's his, it's his institute, and it was also signed off unusually quickly by the Queen in 2018, the patent for coronavirus COVID-19. So it was a man-made virus. So you can class that as a bioweapon, which Trump knows about. It went over to, to Wuhan, to the, to the laboratory. It was taken over there. And of course, you have to look at Wuhan. That's, it may well be in China, but it was completely funded by Dr. Fauci and George Soros, completely. So when you start establishing these facts, you start to mm. go, hang on a sec, England's complicit. It's very easy to point at China. And uh, I work very closely with the Chinese, but the, I work very closely with the Dragon family, the, the uh, Himalayan descent, rather than the CCP. The CCP is being removed out of China, the Communist Party. And the old Chinese, the Himalayan descent, um, will, will take over and it will be a People's Republic or a Republic of China, um, which will be the, the future. The CCP at the moment are fighting like dogs because they've had control of China for many, many years. And, and Trump is removing their power. Well, I mean, certainly I've seen today President Xi has, has put China on a wall. Is, is that a response, perhaps, to what's going on? Well, um, again, the mainstream media haven't published the fact that he's delisted over 200 Chinese companies off the American Stock Exchange, and that, that will make them angry. You know, Alibaba has gone, Hawaii has gone, uh, three down... Three down, uh, three uh, Chinese dam companies gone. The big, big, big um, anything that's uh, CCP backed has been removed from the from the U.S. stock exchange, and the, he, he's put the document out there. But the mainstream media has chosen not to mention that. That's massive, massive news. Um, I'll send you the document, the executive order that he's he's done. Again, I've read I've read the executive order and I've 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 looked up the details of the of the companies that I mean this is this is what we do isn't it yeah. we and the rabbit hole we spend a lot of time sort of following these links. Well, James, you're you're I give you a lot of credit because it's not what we do at all. It's what you're doing. There's a lot of people who are not doing what you're doing, right. establishing the truth. And I respect you in England as being probably one of the very, very few that is establishing the truth rather than what the narrative is. And I appreciate it. Yeah, that. but the thing, you know, here's the thing. I can barely, I can barely write about this stuff. I mean, I've got the, 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 the places that, you know, for example, ever since I lost my, my regular column, I'm, I'm allowed to do TV by the spectator. I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm still really, really puzzled as to why, well, I'm, I'm not given that what, what we've just been discussing, but I was really shocked when I, when I lost my column on The Spectator because I thought, I'm just the master of the thousand word essay and, and loads of readers like my stuff. Yeah. But it's clear that somewhere, someone was leaned on, I think. I mean, it could just be a personal thing. It could just be that the, the management don't like me. But I, I just got the, the vibe that, that somebody somewhere leaned on them, that, that, that we don't want this guy. Is that paranoia? No, it's bang on the money. It's bang on the money because I've been leaned on many, many times on my journey. And the trouble is, is I've just said, no, I'm going to get the truth out whether you like it or not. And they, uh, they've gone, well, 
what you're putting out is a load of rubbish. And I said, to you it is. To me, it's my truth. It's as simple as that. That's the thing. I really don't mind. I, 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 I don't mind people thinking I'm a tinfoil hat crazy. Um, all I care about is that I am able to present an argument yeah. with supporting evidence and that this gets out there. Um, and people can then judge whether I'm a complete fucking fruitcake or, exactly. or not. I, I just, it doesn't bother me. People no. can think of me what they like. Exactly. But we seem to be living in times where I, I'm not even allowed to say what I want to say anymore. Certainly the outlets I can, I can say these things is, is diminishing to the point where I'm pretty much limited to my sort of patrons and my podcasts and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Uh, I didn't plan this at all. I didn't plan it at all. Um, it just happened. It's organic. It's happened. The numbers um, surprised me at the amount of people. The, the following that I've got is incredible. Wait, so how many followers have you got? Uh, we passed 8 million yesterday. What? We passed 8 million yesterday. Charlie, my goodness. Uh, um, and the support that I've had is unbelievable. Um, I also have an insider club, which we do two chats a week, one on Wednesdays and one on Saturdays, where I talk to, the, to, talk to all, all of the group and they can ask me any questions. And what I try and do is provide evidence of where everything is, where the information is because it's being hidden. One thing I will point out to you, which will be a bit of fun for you to look, investigate, all the statistics for COVID come out of Dominion in Canada. I'll give you that little, I'll give you that little gold nugget. But I thought it was the, 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 the ONS and stuff which were coming up with this. The figures, and this, you can investigate this for yourself and you'll find it out for yourself. Mm. The British government pay dominion yeah to provide the ons with the figures that is obviously that is interesting very interesting if if true tell me because then 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 you can help me because i i've done my research and found that to be true and now i'll be over the moon for you to do exactly the same thing okay i'll have a look i'll have a look at that so um as i say i'm i'm a novice down the down the rabbit hole and i'm just not sure how much to believe about or, or whom to believe so tell me for example about q anon is that a, is that a, a real thing or is that a crazy conspiracy theory um the q that i've got here has got nothing to do with q anon that's all to do with the quantum financial system gold backed um q was something that i came into contact on my journey um i've done my research on q as an uh, uh, q and anons are two separate things they get lumped what, what does what does Q stand for? Is it quantum? No. Well, for me it does, yeah, because I'm involved yeah. in the quantum financial system, which is backed by gold. Yeah. But people misinterpret that as being QAnon. It's not. Right. Um, when I started my journey of investigation, somebody led me to Q, and the first thing I did was research Q. And I researched it all the way back to the fact that it, I found it back to 1962 um, with John F. Kennedy. And I've, I've since learned that it went back way 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 beyond that and basically what it is is a group of insiders um close to the president it started off with john f kennedy that i found it went back to a previous president where they felt that their lives were being threatened and they had a, a group of associates close to them they told information said that if anything happens to me this is um get this information out so that's where the origins of q came 
in four years ago, it came back to the head. It became public again, and it was putting out information about what was going to happen. And whether you like them or don't like them, everything they've said so far has happened. And for me, it was a, it, all it was, James, was a point of cross-reference. What I've been told physically, I could cross-reference with Q, and it seemed to match. Um, so it gave me another point of reference, that's all. And I try, try and get three points of reference. It's an old, an old thing, but I use my, my normal source. I use, I've used Q, and the, other, the most important one is I use God. I speak to him and ask him and ask spiritualists, is this information I'm getting accurate, or is it a load of old baloney? And I trust my intuition on the information I'm getting, verifying it with different aspects, because I can't trust the mainstream media. So I'm having to look for in different places. And so far, everything they've told me has been right so far. Mm. Um, the only thing that they've been slightly amiss with, and they told me they did it on purpose, was they gave me some inaccurate dates just to see how much impact it had as a distraction, because the art of war is create chaos over here while we do something over here. Um, when, when you say they, your contacts within I, the... I've got three or four contacts that are at ambassador level in the US government yeah. that I'm in contact with that I've known for the best part of 20 years. These are people that I trust. They don't give a lot of information away. It's very much yes, no answers. We have a separate way of communicating other than mainstream connection. Yeah. Um, that I won't disclose, but we have a way of communicating that I can ask questions and they give me information and, and guidance as to where to be looking. Mm -hmm. I also have direct access to three of the four lawyers that Trump has, mm -hmm. Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood. Um, I've also got access to General, General Flynn and General McInerney. These people give me very, very accurate information. Um, I've got a number of people on the ground that work for Trump or have worked for Trump. Mel, D Mel Kay, um, who's worked for him for 20 years, goes to the same church on Sunday, so knows the family as a family. Um, Anne van der Steel, who's known the family for years and years and has direct contact. And that's very important to me, to talk to people who are direct. Um, and then what I do is I get all of the information and I trust my intuition, and then I trust God to guide me to, to deliver that information as accurately as I can. Mm. Yeah, it still has a bit of the Charlie personality added to it. But that's human nature. I don't want to be a robot. I still want to remain Charlie mm. um, and have a bit of humor with it, because at the moment people are suffering. They need a bit of humor. They certainly do, and they, and they also need a degree of reassurance because i think a lot of people are feeling frustrated that they can't see they they can't see the thing that they want to happen happening and they're thinking for example let me give you an example of the, of the kind of things that are troubling me um trump in, in his first administration seems to have picked a lot of people who were turned out to be at, at best disappointments at worst traitors so um uh, who was his first secretary of state the guy the um uh, rex tillerson you know absolutely swamp creature through and through um mike pence i'm, I'm presuming he he he's a wrong one and that this is not a kind of double or treble agent game being played why would you choose as your as your vice president some but if, if you are if you are so good at 5d chess 
why would you surround yourself with people who are going to stab you in the back? It's the old, it's the old philosophy, isn't it? You keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. And I think one thing that was said to me back in April of last year was he wasn't going to expose people. He was going to let them do it themselves. And that is the art of war, is, is to allow them to expose themselves. Because if he was to do it, people wouldn't believe it uh, and wouldn't like it. He's having to let every single one of them expose themselves. And the other thing that's interesting is, is we've got so used to instant answers. We've got instant messaging. We've got 24-hour-a-day news. Um, in the old days, if I wanted to contact you, James, I'd write to you from Spain. It would probably take a week to get to you. It'd take you a couple of days to answer. It would take you 14 days for me to get an answer, and we, we would accept that. Nowadays, we want an answer immediately. We always want everything now, 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 now. And that's the world that we've come into. Now, right now, I'm as calm and patient as I've ever been. I've got a peace inside me that I've never, ever known. I know the destination. Mm -hmm. I just don't know the journey. And for some reason, Trump at the last minute has taken us down a dirt path with a real bumpy road. But I just yes. he's, he's driving the car and he's going to bring us through. And I have 100% confidence in him. Um, without any question. That's, uh, 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 let me just ask you a couple of uh, <laughs> personal questions. Where are you on Bitcoin? On Bitcoin, um, I'm just very old fashioned, James. I prefer gold and silver. Um, with Bitcoin, I know, I know factually, mm. that, um, from my experience with what I've worked with, it's used a lot by the deep state and the cabals. Yes, I know it's the easiest way to get anything into South America, and I, um, and it's not all for coffee, um, and it's also used by Iran and North Korea a lot to get what they need. So that just tells me be be careful. Um, I did a um, a Zoom yesterday with Scott, um, who was explaining the differences between the different currencies and what he thought was good and what he thought was bad. For me, it's all completely different. I'm a 60-year-old bloke who likes pounds, shillings and pence, you know, still. Yes. But, I mean, if you're talking about a new gold-backed currency, which I know, I know has been floated by kind of sort of uh, anarcho-capitalists, if you like, for quite some time, um, but but a lot of people sort of thought, ain't never happen. Um, I mean, that would be tremendous. It would be good for gold, wouldn't it? I mean, gold's be, going to go up. Yeah. Gold will go up. It's being artificially suppressed a lot at the moment. Um, the, uh, the, the new quantum financial system will be in operation very, 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 very soon. It actually got activated on, in August of last year. Mm -hmm. At the moment, we're in a transition from the SWIFT system to the quantum system. And what they're doing is, is they're moving the instruments that were on the SWIFT system across. And what they're doing is making sure that they don't move dirty money across so everything is being done very carefully so that the new swift and uh, the new quantum system is not contaminated with dirty money anything that's dirty on there will be seized and obviously uh, become the property of the united states so will things like sterling still exist or will we, will we have a range of currencies fiat I, currencies or uh, uh, the old fiat currencies will disappear we'll have new currencies backed by gold We'll have, a, we'll have a new pound. 
that's backed by gold. We're, we won't notice any difference other than it'll probably look slightly different. It'll be a new, it'll start with a new 20 or a new 50 pound note or whatever it is. There'll be a new note and new coins coming in bit by bit. Uh, it'll be phased in very, very gently so that it doesn't cause waves. The same with the American dollar. I've seen the new US, it's not a USD, it's a USN, it's a US note and a US coin, they refer to it. Um, that's already in place. It's just a question of when the transition is and when it becomes public. It's all being managed very carefully, but if you can imagine, it's highly, highly sensitive right now because you're taking away all of the power from the cabal and the deep state, and they, they don't take nicely to it. So they're having to do it carefully um, so that uh, there's not, not any collateral damage, for the want of a better word. When you, when you say they, okay, so let, let's call them the white hats, um, for want of a better phrase. Um, one has to assume that Trump has quite a lot of white hats working for him because he, he couldn't do it on his own. Correct. I mean, um, what, about in, what about in other countries? What about, what about the UK, for example? Because, I mean, I'm looking at our current regime, in fact, our entire political class, and I'm thinking these people are just, they're as bad as the swamp in America. Yeah, he has that all under control. Um, he's, he's visited every single country, or his team have already, and they've already identified people to transition the UK from a point of view of politically, from a point of view of the military, from a point of view of the police, from law and order. They've already identified people in, uh, in every single country in the world to transition. So they, uh, the, the groundwork has been done over the last three years to find the right people in place to manage the transition. But you, I mean, an operation like that, you'd never keep that secret. It seems to be kept very, very secret, doesn't it? <laughs> well, well, I suppose, yeah, except on, on in forums like this one, where, where I suppose people are just going to be going, yeah, but these just two, two bloody crazies. Just but, but I don't mind people saying that. I don't mind people saying that at all. Um, because, as I've said many, many times, time will tell. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I see right now, and what I, um, I do have privileged information. There's a lot I can talk about. There's a lot I can't. Yes, the information I have tells me not to worry. Things will be absolutely fine, but we're going through a very, very difficult phase right now. The transition will not be easy, and my job is only just beginning. Because when we start to transition, I know what it feels like when you come out into the real world and you realize that everything you've been told is not true. That's not very nice. It took me two and a half years, James, to find my feet. Yeah, but it's was, quite exciting as well. It was, very, it, was, it was very exciting, but it was incredibly scary because I didn't know who I could trust anymore because of my parents had misled me. I use the word misled because I think they were misled. I don't think they lied to me on purpose. I think they were misled. And I think when you start, you have to trust your intuition. And that's when you, you can only do that if your moral compass is accurate. So you have to go through the process of, of resetting your moral compass. Uh, that's, that's actually quite exciting because you start to connect to yourself rather than being a robot and being programmed. You start to yes. And you start with little things as to what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad. That's where you start off from. And it's a period of growth, and it's an amazing journey. How will ordinary people be affected? For example, will, will they experience um, 
poverty or, or disruption to their financial lives? Or are they going to be okay? Everybody will be okay when we get through this because we won't be slaves to debt anymore. And I, what I see is, is when this happens, when the removal of the, the current fiat system, you, you take away everybody's debt, you take away everybody's mortgage, you take away everybody's loans. Things change. Well, well, hold, hold, hold on a second. I mean, if, if I... It seems to me that when I buy a house that I pay and I pay interest on on the loan because otherwise how would you how would you get the capital in order to to, to buy a house for example and you you're saying that there's going to be a, a debt write-off I mean surely I should be piling into a mortgage now given that it's going to be a few months time if well I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that because I just find that morally wrong that you do yeah you want to do that. I think if you've been enslaved to debt all your life, you'll be very grateful to get rid of it, the, the millstone that's around your neck. Um, and I w- I've never recommended anybody go out and borrow loads and loads of money just to be forgiven. That's a bit like going out and saying, oh, if, if Jesus is going to forgive me, I can go out killing people. That's not, it's not the right way. Okay, to- okay. But, okay, so, so, removing the, 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 the moral element for, for a moment, I mean, the... The companies that are the mortgage, the mortgage lenders, they are, it, it seems to be reasonable that, that people should be able to make profit from lending money. You know, that's, that's, otherwise I don't see how. Why, why would you, why would you see that as being fair? If you've, if the money's corrupted and it's only just printed, it has no value, then the whole system is corrupted because. At the moment, the system itself, they just print money that doesn't cost any, has no value, and they want it back with interest. That's morally wrong. If something I get has a value, then, then you have a different issue. Yes, but, but look, one of, the, one of the... I agree about money printing and stuff, but surely one of the basic principles of... I mean, if you, if you believe in free markets, for example... Say, okay, give you an example from companies. You know, I've invested in startups. Mm -hmm. I've given them a certain amount of money Mm -hmm. in the hope that that money I've lent to them will be returned to me multiples of what I initially did. Risk, Mm -hmm. fair enough, with my capital. Mm -hmm. Um, They needed my money. But I, I'm not. so. How would that relationship work in the new in this new paradigm? Um, I think when we we get away from being a slave to money, and we start looking at humanitarian sides of doing it for the right reasons, that the instead of just accumulating more money, which we've all become obsessed with, I've lost that interest in in being obsessed with money. Um, my obsession now is is being able to help other people in in a way rather than seeing how much I can accumulate, it's to see how much I can help other people. And just as an example, this last Christmas, we, I got far more satisfaction out of going to feed the homeless people in Malaga um, than I'd ever make out of investing into a startup. I got so much joy out of people who had nothing. And then the next step, the next step will be to, to provide them education, to take them away from poverty and to try and bring them a quality of life where they're, um, that they, that they, you know, every single human being has a right to quality of life. And we've, we've disregarded that. We've, uh, the, you know, the, 
the United Kingdom has a massive problem with homeless people, and yet it claims to be a, a world leader. Um, we're in the 21st century, and we've still got people without homes. We've still got old people. That, and the, I think the, the UK itself has lost its moral compass when it comes to old people. You know, you go to the Far East, and you don't put old people in an old people's home in England. Everybody rushes. The minute you hit 70, stick them in an old people's home. Right now, sure. we need our old people around us to guide us through this through this difficult period. And they, they've been through the Second sure. World War, and they know what they know what hardship is. The Second World War was five and a half years of hardship, of, of food tokens, of uh, hiding under the bed when the air raid sirens go up. And we're worried about being locked in our houses for a couple of days. Sure. No, I, I, Charlie, I, I agree with everything you, you say there, but it seems to me that you're you're ducking a point or, or you, you, you've, you've lost me slightly. No, all right. Well, okay. It's, it's, so it's, it's side. The, 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 yeah. I mean, I, never, never mind the personal level of, you know, should people, should people want, want, want money? Um, is that a desirable thing? It is an absolute basic fact, you know, I mean, um, it, it's human instinct that you need incentives if you're going to risk your capital, you need incentives to, to, uh, to, to, to provide it for other people. And, and that's a good thing. I mean, we, economic growth is a good thing. I, I, you, we, you know, you're not going to tell me that, that you're, you're a green and that, and that you think that actually we need, to, we need some kind of degrowth. No. So, so you, you've, you, you, I think we need a different perspective. I don't I, No, I think, I think uh, that there's an awful lot of room for us for people who have more than enough to help other people to be able to do that. The question I have is, I think we've been so far, yes, you want to increase your position 100%, but we, being driven by greed is not a good thing. To be driven by humanity is a better thing. And the, the, I've never ever worried, I've never worried about money um, because of the simple fact that I know that life is like a sausage machine. If I put it in here, it comes out there. The more I put in there, the more it comes out there. Sometimes you get lucky. You put in a little bit here and lots comes out yeah. there. This, yeah. is, this is part of life. But I've, I've yeah. never been obsessed by money. Um, I've just learned that hard work, I've come from a hard-working family of, of, of hard graft. The more you put in, the more you get out. And the more you can help people, I agree with that. But I think we've become absolutely driven, and I find I find it. Um, I, I think we're changing in the way. I, I think we get far more out of life when we can help people for the right reasons, rather than just taking money out of the system. I was asked the other day by a friend of mine who's got a lot of money. He said, "Charlie, what do I do with it?" And I said, "Well, I wouldn't leave it in the bank." He used to be a builder. He's yeah. 70, 80 years old, and I said, "Do you know what I would do with your money?" Put half of it into gold, and the other half, I'd find a 19, 20-year-old builder, and I'd say to him, look, I'll give you the money. You don't need to go to the I think about to say 90-year-old girl. <laughs> uh, nine, 19, 19-year-old builder. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, with all my expertise of 50 years of building, I'll lend you the money, interest-free, or with a little bit of interest. We'll make some money when you sell the house, or give you, you give me a percentage of the house, whatever. But I'll, I'll also be there... Because it, it will mentally stimulate him. And yeah. now he's got about 20 builders that he's helping out and he's, he's helping them out. He's also using his expertise of an 80-year-old man and having 
is keeping him alive and keeping him young and he's enjoying his money. Whereas if he'd left it in the bank, he gets nothing out of it. And those sort of things I find very attractive that, you know, he can go to them and say, and the other thing he did, which was very, very interesting, it was, it was cheeky, but it was interesting. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll lend you the money at 1% a month. He said, I've never known boys build houses so quickly. He said, they work 24 hours a day because they don't want to borrow the money for more than two months. And yes. It cost them 2%. And he said, you know, I'm making really good money and they're borrowing more and more and more. But he said, I'm getting a massive return. Because but it, that's good. You see, that, that sounds to be sensible free market economics in action and i i'm I, i'm with you on on that i just i just i can't i can't quite buy your thing you know just because you're at peace with your financial situation and and and, and the moral dimension to your life it, it's a natural human instinct to want a better life for your children than you yes. had yourself yeah and sometimes you, and and you need you need money for that and, and you you're not necessarily going to get it from your salary so you do, but I think with children, like you and I always want to look after our children. We look after them too well. And I think I've learned with my children, learn them, uh, teach them to give them the first run of the ladder, i.e. a deposit, and then teach them how to turn one pound into two pound. Any more than that, you spoil them. And they don't learn how to fight how we've had to fight. And I think we all need to learn how to survive and how to, mm. to fight to survive and to do it with the right spirit. Uh, and the obsession that we have to have mountains and mountains and mountains of money. There's a very fine line between not having enough and having too much. If you have too much, you become at risk because everybody's after you. If you don't have enough, I know I, I've yours. seen that. Yeah. I've seen that totally. Yeah. So, but, but people watching this are going to be thinking, well, this we've got, we can call it the awakening and that sounds great, but we're going to get some, there's going to be some chaos on the way. So people shouldn't have their money in banks right now, you think? Me personally, I don't think you should. I don't think you should have it in the bank. There's a very simple reason, because there's no interest in the bank. Why would you leave it there? Well, yeah, indeed. When, when you consider that gold has returned 10% per year for the last 10 years, yeah, um, that makes a lot more sense to me. If you want to have a little bit of fun, there's plenty of cryptocurrencies to have fun. I, I don't know any of them that are brilliant and any of them are bad. That's a personal choice, and you can take your own advice. Um, if you can help other people... And you can gain both of you out of it, then brilliant. Um, as I said, with the builder, it's, he's gained so much from himself. It's, it's taken 20 years of his life because he's come back to life again. Mm. He's thinking for himself again about building and, and helping somebody else. You know, that experience is valuable. You can't buy that. You get it for nothing. So just going back to the to, to the. Um, I, to repeat what I earlier on, I have become totally obsessed with the fortunes of Donald Trump because where I, the way I see it, this is the magic bullet which is going to stop the nonsense with the masks, with the quarantines, with the, um, the self-isolation. All this nonsense is completely artificial and... Yeah, because I know a lot of people are going to have difficulty with it. The only plausible uh, explanation, deliberate, and I'll give you one example of this: the fact that, as the uh, we know that 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 there was a that the, 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 the I mean the virus is real, so it peaked 
in what, March, March last year. What we're experiencing now is a kind of the natural sort of, well, second wave is, what, is, is how they're, they're describing it. It's, it's, the, it's the natural kind of smaller hump you get in the winter season. And in order to cover us all, what they're doing, they, they've redesignated it so that by 28 days of a COVID test, but within 60 days of a COVID test, what possible reason would they have to do that unless they wanted to ramp up the fear? That's, that's all so, so yes, yeah, it, it, it can be the only explanation. There is no other logical reason for it because it's dishonest. The other thing, of course, is as you... Anybody who's done an ounce of research knows that you can't transmit a virus. Physically impossible. M meaning what? Sorry. Well, we, you and I can transmit germs. Right. But we're not scared of germs. We got used to them. Our body's yeah. made of a trillion viruses. You can't transmit right. a virus. The reason they've used the word virus is very obvious to me. It's created by Bill Gates because a virus in a computer is very scary because it can go all through your computer, yeah. it can dissolve it. But in human mm. beings, you, you and I can't transmit viruses, we can transmit germs. So the fact they've used that is the first lie. Well, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, suppose you had coronavirus and you were living with me. Um, Just for the, the chances record, are, we both have coronavirus I, I, in our systems. It's in our DNA. Well, earlier versions of maybe. Yeah. Not the, not the new version. No, but Corona, COVID-19, probably COVID-17 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. No so, 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 so like you and I are living together um, yeah. very comfortably in our lovely house in Spain. Um, yeah. Chances are you're going to get it, aren't you? I mean, oh, how's that going to be? It's a common cold. Get it if not transmitted. Go onto the CDC yeah. website and the WHO website and it's very, very clear. It's nothing more than a common cold. If, if right. I'm in your house and I've got a cold, there's a chance you're going to get it. And one thing you don't do if you've got a common cold is go around and see old people because you know that uh, they're going to get it and they're not, you know, it's not going to do them a lot of good when they're old to get a cold because they, it can kill them. Um, but it's nothing more than the common cold. Yeah. But it's been blown out of proportion by the media because this is all part of the smokescreen to collapse the world's economy. Well, so, so, look, some, some of the stuff, as, as we've established, I, I'm, I'm a bit... Of, of, of what you're saying. I think that's that's only proper because otherwise I'm going to like a complete dick aren't I? If, I if I'm a guy who sits on the internet talking to other people and buys everything they say instantly um but I do agree with you I mean I I, I, I or rather I might invite you to agree with me that, that Donald Trump is the only way we're going to get out of this because I can't see any other way I mean already we're, we're setting we're creating a path for a world in which Every new virus that comes along, the government has the excuse to shut us down and force us to wear masks in homes again, which, which is untenable. Yeah. It's, it's not living when you did live in. No, it's... Uh, Donald Trump um, will, will win this battle without... He's already won the battle. At the moment, we're just seeing the pantomime. But the battle's already won. We're just seeing him drain the last pieces of the swamp, making sure they get every single piece out. I do, I do hope you're right, Charlie. <laughs> I'm going to have to stop it, everyone. I'd love to continue this another time, James. Because No, it's, this listen, I, I know how busy you are. 
I've got another. It's one been fantastic. In ten minutes. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm flat out. But I'd love to do another one with you because I love your your cynicism and the way of questioning is constructive, and I have no problem with that. I I've enjoy got an inquiring mind. I don't mind that at all because um, it's my truth, and I don't mind being challenged on it because I yeah. I want to establish maybe not everything I've got is accurate, and you and I between us we can establish the truth. Yeah. And the more the more people we get together, the more truth we'll find because we're not going to find it another way. No. Good. But well, I really you. hope that. Um, th thank you. It's been great talking to you. I um, sure. and I'm glad you recorded again. your end. We'll do All a right. part two because we've only got we're probably less than halfway through. Yeah. Exactly. All right then. Take Cheers, care, Charlie. Mate.